Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Good morning, afternoon, nighttime. I don't know when people listen to this podcast. Whenever, podcast fam, I have got Ashley here who is such a grounded, earthy, like vibe and energy that you guys are going to love. And if you don't, you have bad taste. Like, I don't know. I, I can't help you with that, but Ashley is fabulous. She is a certified neuro-linguistic programming mindset coach and Reiki healer. Love that who founded her business to help soul-led women consciously create, oh, where do we go? A business in life that is aligned and abundant without the burnout. Uh, women are so prone to burnout. So I love that you focus on that. She helps women all across the globe. Oh my God. Grobe. Globe. I can't read today. I am so sorry. <laughs> so <good. laughs> Overcome their limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging patterns so they can scale their inspired and passion-led business through her one-on-one mentorship and signature group program, Serene CEO, quality name. She helps female entrepreneurs find success in a way that is simple and sustainable through mindset mastery, manifestation, inner healing, and aligning their strategy to their unique blueprint. Yes. Yes, to all those things. Hi, welcome. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much. I'm very much looking forward to today's interview and whatever is to come up this topic that we're going to chat about. Yes. So how did you get into this work? And can you explain what neuro-linguistic programming and Reiki are for people that don't know? Yes, absolutely. So my journey to actually becoming a coach started with anxiety. I had debilitating anxiety for about nine years. And it was the kind of anxiety that gets in the way of you living a normal life where you're afraid to do certain things. Um, And from healing myself naturally from anxiety, I knew that I wanted to help women do the same. And I felt this call to empower women. I always knew I was never going to be at the office working a nine to five. Yes, I did it. I hated it. it It was not a great time, but it was necessary for me during that time with my anxiety, I don't think I was in the right space to start my own business. So after I hit myself, I was like, I'm ready. I want to empower women. And I started by becoming an anxiety coach. But because I no longer had anxiety and I hadn't had it for a while, I couldn't resonate with my clients anymore. But there was something that I found with the clients I was working with was that our anxiety, and I really knew this from healing myself, was that a lot of our anxiety is caused by our thoughts. And I started to see the link between the anxiety and the mindset connection. I was like, okay, there's something here. And because I don't really resonate with anxiety anymore, I know that there's another way I can help women. And I know, especially starting my own business, a lot of fears and doubts and limiting beliefs came up. So I actually worked with a mindset coach and I was like, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to empower women, helping them unblock anything, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear of failure, whether it's fear of success, whatever's coming up for them. I was like, this is the work that I need to do. And I ended up staying to be an NLP practitioner, which is basically, I'm going to try to put it in the most simple way um, possible because obviously (laughs) neuro-linguistic programming. So basically we all have an internal 
dialogue or we have a certain perception of how we see ourselves and how we see the world around us. And it's constantly being mirrored back to us and we're constantly reacting to things that are happening in our environment according to this internal world that we've created. So a lot of what the work does with NLP is using tools and techniques to help you shift your perception on things, to help you shift how you react to the world around you. Okay. So, yeah, so I know it's a little bit of like, I hope it's a simple term so everyone can understand exactly what the word is. So it's kind of like if people have a victim mindset, they're always a victim. Yes, absolutely. if everything bad happens to them and nothing good ever happens, like I put it in terms of like, you're going to prove yourself right. If you believe that nothing good happens to you, you're going to prove that right. If you believe that you don't deserve love, you're going to ruin every relationship that you have to prove that right. So it sounds like, like NLP is changing that perception so that then your behaviors change. Yeah. So we're changing the story that you're telling yourself so that Mm -hmm. your external reality can change because there's a part also of your brain called the RAS. It's called the reticular activating system. And it's the part of your brain that generalizes, distorts, and deletes any information that you like that you don't deem to be important. Mm. So that's why when you want to buy a new car, you see that car everywhere on the road and you didn't notice it before because your RAS is filtering it in because you deem it to be important. The same with your beliefs. Like you said, if you believe that everything bad is happening to me, your your mind, that RAS system will only filter in things to continue supporting that belief. And even if something good does happen to you because you believe so strongly that everything bad always happens to me, you won't even recognize it because it filters it. So you're constantly creating new reality through this. I love this explanation. So true. Yeah. Um, And then, well, after that, I'm going to go a little bit in the woo-woo. I always knew I was going to do Reiki. We love the woo yeah good so my hands always get hot when I think about it I knew I was here to bring energy and mindset together and that's exactly what my Reiki mindset coaching allows me to because yeah yeah Yeah, because as you know with mindset work um especially because I do go into the deeper stuff the inner child healing the shadow work Mm -hmm. things come up regardless of whether you do that healing work or not things come up when you start working on your mindset right. and most of the time it can be uncomfortable. And that's mm-hmm. where the Reiki plays such an incredible role is that Reiki of course helps to shift out the stagnant and stuck energy in your body and enhance, you know, a deep state of relaxation. So clearing out your chakras, all of that to accelerate your healing process or accelerate, mm-hmm. you know, clearing out the negatives. So I like to blend the two together with my clients so that they can have that experience. Like, so the bad patches, if they're going through something uncomfortable, it's not as long as yeah. you know, without Reiki. Yeah. And I think where a lot of people get it wrong and, and, you know, as a therapist, like where a lot of therapists get it wrong is they only do the minds. They only do the mind stuff. And it's like, if you're not connecting the mind to the body, because mind is body, body is mind. Yes. Uh, there's like, that's not okay. <laughs> so like yes. so much of the work that I do. And I think what really gets missed when people are just a mindset coach or when people are like, when they just don't have the education, um, is like, if you can't exist safely in your body, if you can't allow emotions to come and go, if you can't hold space for them, if you can't um, stop running from them, you can't do a damn thing because your body's going to shut you down. And so people have to learn to exist safely in their bodies. Like um, Reiki was explained to me once as like a closed circuit. So, you know, like a string of Christmas lights, if like one light goes out, the rest of the light goes out, right? Um, so Reiki like turns that light back on. So then the whole string works. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Let me check that. Um, yes. So like if you have a closed patch and a lot of people don't know that the, the body stores emotions and stores energy. So when I work with people, they're, when the emotions come back, because typically people shut down, I, I would bet that you see that often. It's like intense because the body's like, ha, ha, we have all these things that we have wanted to feel for like a decade and now we're going to feel them. <laughs> And then they're like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yes, that totally happens. And I can even resonate. I think I was angry for two weeks. There was no reason. Wow. I was just, it was, yeah, I, there was, I was a reason. Yeah, there was. I needed to process and release it. I was like, <laughs> right. yes, coming up. I was like, okay, I'll just embrace it. But you're so right. Behind every limiting belief, there is an emotion. So that's how you'll very much pinpoint if you do have a limiting belief, it's you will feel. Mm -hmm. scared fearful doubt angry frustration whatever it is that means when you do the mindset work you have to work not only through the belief but through the emotion as well that's attached to the belief and that's where the two come together so nicely yeah yes so I love that you you do that with entrepreneurs because thank God for the internet. Cause I really feel like it has created a boom in female entrepreneurs. Like women actually start more businesses than men. Women tend to be more successful than men. Um, and women tend to be better business leaders than men, which awesome. Um, but I think the internet has really allowed a space for women to enter. Um, and I was going somewhere with that anyway. And for people to work with more entrepreneurs, because I tell people all the time, and I'm sure that you know this because you own your own business. Like if you want to do personal development, (laughs) start a fucking business because there is nothing that will challenge you and bring up your shit, like starting a business and having to get in front of people and stand behind yourself and stand behind your products. Like, oh my God, you want to talk about facing your deepest fears? Like start a business. I think that's why most businesses fail. Not because they can't do the logistics. I think people can't get past their themselves. No, absolutely. I always say you can't out strategy a bad mindset. You can try all the strategies in the world. Um, if you don't believe in yourself, and you don't believe in what you have to offer, you will unfortunately never see success because there's something there that's blocking from happening. Oh, I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, and it's funny. So take us through like um, how you work with people. Like when you start blending these things and you start changing these beliefs, like what does that even look like? Hmm. So um, I've actually got a method that, you know, everyone's like got a method that works. Mm-hmm. I found this and it definitely works. So I call it the align to, align to attract method, but it's a four part method that starts with awareness then it goes to authenticity, alignment, which I know we had an incredible discussion on alignment about two weeks ago together. And then the last one is obviously attraction. So the very first part of doing the mindset work, I call it the awareness part, because if you don't know what's blocking you, you can never right. move forward. And awareness almost is actually awareness is 90% of the work done. When you realize that you've had the reason you're afraid of success is because you think it's going to take more time away from you. And then you're like, but wait, I can have a business where it gets, I get to have more time instead of working a nine to five. In that instant, your limiting belief almost immediately shifts. Mm-hmm. Other times, there's a little bit more work to be done around it, especially when it comes to topics or challenges that you've had for a long time, like money. I know there's a lot of yeah. scarcity in the world. So I know that that will take a little bit of deep work. But sometimes it's as simple as just being aware of it. So 
what I do and what I'm really good at is asking questions. Mm -hmm. So that helps me with my clients to find out exactly what it is that's holding them back because they'll tell me it's something and I'll know that it's not that. Yeah. Because it's how ego creates all these stories to keep us safe. Right. And we pile different stories on top of the one root belief um, that is the two main ones. Obviously, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. (laughs) So it's two. And then they'll pile these like stories on top. So it's about digging through them to find out what is the actual core root belief that is holding you back. And then through that process um, with the NLP techniques, actually take them back to the very moment that they created that belief. Wow. we work a lot with the subconscious mind. And as you know, the subconscious mind stores every single event, experience, anything that's happened to you since the moment your subconscious brain even developed. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Maybe it's just after conception, but it remembers everything. Yeah. And so we use the subconscious mind to access that part of your brain to find out what was that moment you decided you weren't worthy, you weren't good enough. And we go and do some healing around that that memory Uh, and shift the beliefs after that. I mean, the emotions after that. And you know, what's wild is people always know, like they think they don't know, but they know. So a lot of my clients will make fun of me and tell me that I'm like a toddler because I'm just like, why? But why? Why? (laughs) And they always know. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, yes, you know. And it's bananas. Like, it's really crazy to watch a good coach help somebody get there. Cause a bad coach will just give you the answer, right? Oh, you're afraid of this because of this. But like, when you really teach people how to peel back those layers themselves, it's so different. So, so the first part is awareness, like just even, and that, and that is a skill that a lot of people don't practice. Like just being, just watching your thoughts and being like, huh? So this is what I think all day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so after awareness, what's next? So then comes authenticity. So I agree. I was just going to go back to the awareness point. So much of our beliefs are because we created them, we've been living with them for years. Mm-hmm. We don't actually, we're not aware that they're running the show. Mm-hmm. And that's why awareness is so key. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking this belief for years. I didn't even realize it. It's been running my entire life. And now mm-hmm. I don't want that to be my belief anymore. So yeah. you're right. That's why. And the beautiful thing about beliefs is you can just like change them. You can just be yes. like, I don't believe that anymore. I believe this thing now. And people are like, how do I do that? And I'm like, I don't know. You just repeat it. <laughs> you decide as well. Like with, uh. I'm going to say with conviction, like a lot of what I like, I think we spoke about maybe in the last one is like energetic declaring. Like, this is what I want to believe. And I'm not mm-hmm. going back to this place. Like my story of struggle or whatever it is, I'm yeah. done with that. And yeah. when you say with like power and conviction and uh, some people recommend standing in the super superhero pose, you know, with your legs. Yeah. And you got, the Wonder Woman pose. Incredible. Yeah. Um, in that pose, it's a very powerful pose as well. So you can just basically from the moment you decide you no longer want that belief, things start to shift for you already. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I tell them like, every time it comes up, you just decide like, that's not my story anymore. I get, it gets to be easy for me. I'm strong. I'm good. I'm you know, whatever the belief is. Um, Amazing. So awareness. And then we have authenticity, which is like, uh, if I could like bathe in any word, (laughs) it would be like, I would take a bath in authenticity. Cause it's just like when people are themselves, they become, I love that you have it in that way because authenticity creates alignment, creates attraction. So like brilliant. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Authenticity as well, because when you're aware of what's been holding you back and you're like but that's not who I am or that's not who I want to be that doesn't resonate with me anymore 
that creates the authenticity and you start digging deeper well what do I want what what kind of feels right to me now and then when you're in that process it's a lot about shutting out the noise Mm -hmm. and being like what did what do I actually enjoy coming Mm -hmm. back to those simple things um yeah those sort of things so the authenticity part is really exploring more about who you are and not who you were told to be because so much of our beliefs are created from our parents or caregivers or peers teasing us judging us telling us we can't do that we shouldn't do that but the thing is when you free yourself and you liberate yourself from the conditioning and those beliefs about who you are you get to be who you want to be yeah and I think that's where the, yeah, so that's why we do a lot of the authentic work in that phase and find out who are you, you know, that's where yeah. a little bit of shadow work and inner child healing work comes yeah. in as well. Underneath all that noise, what do you want? And I, I find that people really struggle with that question because uh, one, I think people don't ask, like they'll ask kids like, what do you want to be? And then they'll be like, oh, you can't be a meatball. Well, bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> like whatever. But People don't, I I feel like people just don't ask themselves that question. Like, what do I want out of life? What do I want out of a job? What do I want out of a partner? And if you're not thinking critically about the things that you want, like you'll just take whatever you get, which breaks my heart for people. Like, I'm sure you work with people all the time. Who's like, who have a business and they started it to have freedom, to have more money, to have more opportunities. And like, they're just drowning in a business model that they don't even like working with clients. They don't like, cause they didn't, they weren't critical enough to say, well, what do I want? What type of schedule do I want? What type of clients do I want? What type of income do I want? Yeah. I think I suppose a lot of it is that they don't know when they have that thing, how it's going to impact them. So I guess I always ask my clients is how do you want to feel um, and start picturing that because obviously how you want to feel I agree with you it's almost like if you don't know what you want you're just gonna get it's like shopping online if you don't know what you want you can't pick what you want right. something random is gonna pop up at your door if you just like let someone else do right. the order for you whatever it might be so when you know what you want you can put it in the cart you can you right. know and you'll receive it but when you don't know what you want it's like oh maybe I want that color I want that color mm-hmm. and you won't you'll either won't get what you want so you won't get the success or the client because you like in this flow of, I'm not sure if I want it. I'm sure maybe I do. So it's this like, I like to call it like an energetic discord because you want it, but yeah. you also don't. So you right. actually get it um, or you get something you don't want. Mm. And I think part of being authentic is being honest about what you do want and being yes. honest about what you don't want. But I find that so many people like refuse to have a hill to die on. Like they're just like, I can't. I can't possibly choose. Okay, well then life is going to make a decision for you. Like life is going to choose for you. Promise you it's not going to be exactly what you want. But what I also find is once people are very clear and and I'd be interested to know if you find this as well, like once people are very clear, those things show up. Mm, and then do. they're like, oh, neat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is, yeah, once you know exactly what you want, you can call it in. There's no... Mm-hmm. Uh, like vibrational misalignments like I want that thing you've done the work the limiting use if there is anything and you're in alignment for it so it's like cool I'm gonna get that attraction yay (laughs) it brings us right into alignment can you explain what alignment is 
Yes. So I know that we had an incredible discussion about that um, on my podcast. So if anyone wants to go and listen to that, pop onto my podcast too, because Amanda honestly dropped some gold on alignment. Alignment is one of my favorite topics, like fave. Yeah, it was incredible. So for me, I basically think that alignment is following what lights you up. So following what you feel best serves you. Yes. Yes, girl. Yeah, I agree. So it's obviously, I suppose it's, you know, it's, it's basically making sure that your mind, your energy, your intentions, your behavior, all is in alignment with what you Mm -hmm. want. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're following that path, it feels effortless. Uh, Yes. Not that it doesn't take effort, right? Because I don't want people to be confused and be like, they said it would be easy. Nope. That's not what we said. (laughs) What we said. (laughs) Is it like it removes the friction? Because if you're doing the wrong thing, you have to put so much energy into convincing yourself to keep doing it. Like for anyone who's ever worked a job that they don't love, the amount of energy you have to spend to not one, lose your shit and two, walk out is like so much. But when you're in a job that you love, it doesn't take all that energy. So all the friction is removed and alignment is cool. Cause I can always tell when people switch into alignment. Cause they'll be like, Oh, this, this thing happened to me. Like I have a client right now who just has opportunities falling in her lap, like incredible opportunities. And I'm just like, you are a bad bitch. We love this. <laughs> and it's so cool to watch. Um, so how does somebody know if they're out of alignment and how does somebody know if they're in alignment? Mm, that's a good question. So for me, I always say check in with your body. And I very much believe that when you're able to connect with just obviously where the awareness part also comes in, when you're able to connect your body's cues and the messages it is telling you, you are going to know whether you're in alignment or not, because your body is going to be screaming at you when you're out of alignment. You'll know because it's just, you either are like completely burnt out. You are, yeah. You When you think about, I always ask someone, if, how do you know if it's right or if I'm in alignment? If you ask yourself the question and your body constricts, so you feel like, oh, it's not the right path for you. If, however, if you think about it and you get excited and you feel expansive, mm-hmm. that is when you're, that's right for you. That's the right move, the yeah. right step. That's the next step in alignment for you. So I always recommend going back to the body because the body will tell you whether it's working or whether it's not. I can tell you now with burnout, it's yes, in your business, you do have to do some work. It's required. Yeah. Right. But if you bring yourself out, the way you are working is not working. Mm. Yeah. Can you Which repeat means... that? That's really good. Hmm? Can you oh, repeat yeah. that? <laughs> I'm like, what did I just say? Yes. <laughs> so right. with burnout, burnout, if you are experiencing burnout, burnout, it's obviously with the business, it's not that you don't have to do some work, but if you're experiencing burnout, it means the way that you are working is not right. I love that. I love that because I think a lot of people think burnout is doing the wrong job. Now, obviously like multiple jobs can create burnout, right? Especially like caregiver roles, nurses, therapists, um, those tend to be higher because they're patient facing, but I love that as a business owner, it is slightly different. Like, so for example, when you, when people start a business, like you have some freedom in the schedule that you can create. I would argue that you have more than people think that they have, um, but then if you're, if you're saying, well, this is my ideal schedule, and then you're not following that at all, 
you're going to feel burned out. Not because you're doing the wrong work, but you're right because you're working the wrong way. I never thought about that, but that's really smart. Yeah. It's almost like it's not everyone's designed to work the same. Um, I, like we spoke about that last week where I have lots of energy in the morning and that's when I want to see my clients. And then I do my admin in the afternoons where you talk to the other way around. Yeah. I would so die. if I all my clients in the afternoon, I would be so burnt out by the end of the so day good. because I'm already quite tired in the afternoon. So yeah. Yeah, it just it doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong. It just means that the way you're doing it isn't aligning with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you're burning out. But also there is possibly and I'm going to say almost 90% of the time, 99% of the time, there's a belief that you have to do more to feel worthy or you have to um, work harder to be successful. So there is that limiting, there are those limiting beliefs that can be creating the burnout yeah. or, it's, um, or it's simply that you just aren't working in the right way for you. I think that's such a bro culture thing. Like how many, how many CEOs do you hear that? They're like, I worked 20 hours a day and I never ate. And I peed in a bottle and like, (laughs) I did that for four years. And it's like, okay, first of all, that sounds horrible. Second of all, let's talk about the privilege it takes to be able to do that, which they never mentioned. They never mentioned that their parents paid their bills for four years or invested $300,000 into their business so they could do that and not have a job. Like Okay, bro. First of all, no. Second, like the grind is so glorified. Not that you don't have to hustle, right? So like, I think in the anti-hustle conversation, people are like, well, you don't have to hustle at all. And it's like, uh, you do, you do. Because if you're starting a business, like you have to build everything, obviously. But like what got you started doesn't necessarily have to get you maintaining. Like it takes a lot more effort to build a house than maintain a house. Same thing with a business. But I don't know for your people, but for me, I struggled and still struggle with like not having to work all the time. Like my therapy practice does really well. And I really don't have to put a lot of effort into it. So now I'm like twiddling my thumbs and like looking around and I'm like, shit, what do I do? (laughs) What do I do? Relax. I don't know. Better do online business. (laughs) So I think, I think the flow and the feminine energy. And I, and I love again, that you're working with like female entrepreneurs because like that is so out of alignment with a feminine, like a grounded feminine energy. And it's really out of alignment with that. Like it takes downtime and decompression time and rest to like, what's the point in having a business if you're killing yourself for it? Yeah. You left your nine to five to have freedom and flexibility. And now you've created a business where you can have that. Now you work like six to 10. Now you work even harder than before. And I agree, there are times in your business where you will hustle in the beginning because there's also you learning a lot. You might have hired a coach or two, Mm -hmm. you starting to get the the like the groundwork done. Yeah. So yes, but it's also important to have those moments of rest because when you are constantly on the go, you don't create space for inspiration to come, for you know, um inspired content. And Mm -hmm. then you're literally sitting there trying to squeeze content out of your brain. And you don't have the capacity for it because you've burnt yourself out and you haven't rested before you've got mm-hmm. to that point. There's a time and space to rest, to play, to create, and to take action. And when you tune in with your body, you'll know when those times are, when the yeah. right time of the day is for that, or even the right time of the week or whatever yeah. it might be. Which again, brings us back to awareness, right? And I, I love that you incorporate the body because you're so right. Like the body, I tell people like your body will shut you down. I had a client who saw me for a little while was struggling. And I was like, come see me. Like, I know that you're struggling. 
everyone knows that you're struggling. Just come see me. (laughs) They threw their back out, like threw their back out. And I was like, hello, your body is trying to tell you that you are doing too much and you need to stop. So then they came to see me and they were like, I feel so much better. And I was like, I know, (laughs) (laughs) but like people's bodies shut them down. Like I find that a lot of people who have burnout, it looks just like depression, right? So people will say like, God, I'm so anxious. I'm so depressed, like all these things. And I'm like, I think what you actually are is out of alignment. Not that people don't have anxiety and depression. They do. Right. But, but like, if you're, if we fix the burnout and we fix the alignment and it goes away, did you really have anxiety or depression or is it now just really manageable? which is also good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that awareness piece and just checking into your body. Like so many people miss that. Yeah, they do miss that a lot. And I think you're so right. A lot of my anxiety was me being out of alignment. Um, So it is a big cause. I know who I was when I had, when my anxiety started to who I am now is like a whole new person. Yeah. It's transformation is amazing. And I'm forever grateful for that experience because it did teach me so much about myself, but it brought me back into alignment by doing that work. It brought me back into who I was meant to be, what I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy sitting at the pub till 3 a.m., you know, drinking, which is something I was doing almost all the time, every day. I was a student when I had my anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it was tough to go through that because people obviously had identified as someone who was a party person. Mm-hmm. I'd always say yes if you wanted to go out, very spontaneous like that, but without integrity. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, quickly caught up to me. And then my body was like, I can't do this anymore. Alcohol yeah. triggered my anxiety so much. And I was like, okay, that's out now. Yeah. Then I was standing up late, not thinking I've seen that's out now. Right. And it was really bringing me back into what made me feel good on a daily basis. So although it was the toughest gift, and if anyone is listening to this and they are struggling with anxiety, just see it as your body's message that something needs to be changed. Yeah, something is wrong. Yeah, something needs to be healed and, you know, it can be something emotional, it can be something physical, it can be something diet related. I know I included all three of those when healing my anxiety because they all do interlink, but someone came through anxiety and they literally had to remove gluten from their diet and anxiety disappeared in two weeks. So it can be something as simple as that or something complex, but very much agree with you that there is something that is out of alignment if you are going through something as traumatic as this. Yeah. And the body is so smart. Like, it's so smart. Any decision, like when people are in tuned with their body, when they're aware of it, I just love your framework. Like it, it makes so much sense because when you're aware of how your body's saying, like, it'll tell you when you're in and out of alignment and then you're authentic because you're doing things that are good and right and true for you. And then opportunities become attracted to you because you're in the right energetic space. Yes. Like yes. so smart. <laughs> so yeah, smart. So good. Yeah. And you just attract those things. It's not necessarily like if you're in the right alignment for money, it's money's going to fall into your lap. No, what might happen is that you'll get an idea or you'll collab with mm. someone or you, you know, or you will, can't even win the lotto. Nothing's yeah, impossible. I've, I've actually had money fall into people's laps. Like really? no joke. It's actually a running joke with my friends. Cause they're like, money just shows up for you. Like, I didn't think I would be getting a tax refund. I got like a, like a banging tax refund. And I was like, what the hell? What is life? <laughs> Like what is, so it's cause they're like, shit just shows up for you. And I'm like, I do what I want when I want. Like, obviously sometimes I do what I have to do, but I'm like, 
life happens that way when you're right. So you mentioned integrity and I think enough people don't talk about it. And a lot of people spend their whole lives lying to themselves, which means they're not aware and they're not being honest and they lie to themselves. They lie to everybody else. And then they wonder why they're blocked and why they have anxiety, why they have depression, why that nothing ever goes right for them, blah, 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 whatever. Can you talk about the relationship between integrity and authenticity and alignment? So, yeah, so I think it's such a tough thing. I suppose integrity is, you know, it's doing something that's right for you and making the best decisions based on that. And when you're doing that, you're connecting to your authentic self, authentic self. So for me, obviously, it was out of integrity, integrity for me to always say yes to going to the pubs with everyone any time of the day and sit there for hours and drink because I was just doing it because I obviously, well, I wanted to be, you know, seen as a social butterfly or I wanted yeah. to just be a people pleaser. Mm. But for me to do that act, it was actually harming me and therefore I was out of integrity. And when I really connected to myself and I was like, is this actually what I enjoy and what I enjoy? No. Well, no. then I'm not going to do it because I can catch up with my friends and go for a walk, which I, which feels way more in alignment and yeah. way more integrity for me. Um, yeah, I think what happened is I was always spontaneous and not an in integrity. So like, and now yeah. if I, I still love spontaneity because it's part of me, I love doing things different, but now I'm only going to do things that make me feel good. Love that it. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm going to go for a hike with my friends. I'm going to go swim with them. I'm going to go to the beach, yeah. but I'm not going to go do those things in a space that I don't want to be. And that's also where I suppose boundaries and, you know, having healthy boundaries for yourself mm-hmm. comes in too. Yeah. And if you, if you have no integrity, you have no boundaries, like they go hand in hand. So like, um, like I'll work with a lot of people who like drink more than they want to. Um, and so we'll talk about not doing that. And, you know, they really struggle to like tell their friends, Hey, I'm not drinking right now, or I'm limiting how much I drink because it it does change the nature of your relationship with people. Like, not always for the negative, sometimes for the positive. Like I've had people tell their friends and their friends are like, oh my God, absolutely. We'll make, we'll make sure we buy alcohol that you hate. So you won't drink it. Like amazing. We love those supportive friends. Um, but some, it does change it. And it, you know, the friends take time to adjust. Like it's an adjustment for them as well. Cause they knew you as this person and then, oh, surprise. That's not actually who you are all the way. So like now you're more authentic. Um, but yeah, I love it that you brought up integrity because if you're lying to yourself or other people and people pleasing is lying. If you're doing things you don't want to do, you are lying. If you're changing who you are to fit in, like you're lying. And that feels so bad to your body because your body, your body knows that you're lying. (laughs) And then again, we have anxiety, we have depression. Like if you're, it just matters, like not lying to yourself and doing what you say you're going to do. And doing things that are right for you takes awareness and integrity that puts us in alignment. Like, oh, everything is just, it's like a spider web. Everything is so connected. And I just love this. Yeah, I agree with you completely. For me to stop drinking and I stopped, I didn't touch alcohol for about two and a half years while I was healing my anxiety from going to someone who, you know, who who drank or, you know, as a student, whatever my friends, it was very difficult for me and my friends couldn't understand because we were still quite young like 23 24 Mm -hmm. and they would often be like no just come just have a shot with us and they'd be like no I'm not doing it so it was very difficult because also I didn't feel like I fit in with them anymore either Mm -hmm. yeah and I didn't 
and I didn't want to go out with them either because I what would I do you know they just get you know when people drink and they get past this like conscious level point and then they just you're like I actually can't have a conversation with you anymore because you're yeah, not, not yeah <laughs> yeah so it was hard it did a lot of my friendships did change but mm-hmm. The ones who are meant to be your friends and who are support you through your changes are the ones that you meant to to stay friends with for yes. life. So, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah. Obviously, if someone does want to change something or they want to set a healthy boundary and their friends don't support them, then it's either you're triggering something within them, yeah, and they're jealous that they're not doing like or like taking that responsibility for themselves, yeah. or it's just that they're not meant to be. You don't re- resonate with them anymore, and that's just fine. You know, yeah. just it's, it's what happens in life. You do go through phases of friends, and I think not everybody is a loss. Like not every loss is a loss, you know. But you're right. I find that once people are in alignment, like they, you do lose friends because they don't vibe with you anymore because your growth threatens them. I think that happens a lot more than people realize. Like if you're growing, it can really trigger someone who knows because everybody knows, like people know when they're not in alignment, they just spend a lot of energy and time lying to themselves or avoiding it, which is also not helpful, but people do it. So then if you have a friend who's growing, or if you're the friend who's growing and her friends are suddenly like, I don't know why you're so uppity, like this, you don't do the same things with us. Like that's because you're holding up a spotlight to where they're refusing to grow. And like, they know, and that is sad because really, and, and I know that you see it because you coach people through this, like the amount of work it takes to grow is honestly less than the amount of work it takes to convince yourself to stay and then to be miserable all the time. Like it is so much less work to just clear out your swamp and like not live there anymore. Like who wants to live in a swamp? We're not Shrek. Even Shrek didn't want to live in the swamp. He was a miserable ogre. Like that's not what people want, but people stay there because they're like, I'm not moving. All right. Well, freaking suffer. That's on you. But like it's just so much less work once you get it right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think um, obviously, you know, one of our, our basic needs are to be loved and accepted. And we want to feel like we belong. So we're afraid that when we grow and change that we no one is going to love and accept us. They won't belong because yeah. we're going to be different to this group that we form. But then again, you're right. Energetically and mentally and physically to try and be someone that you're not the whole time is a lot more draining than actually just being like, this is who I am. This is actually what I enjoy. Like it's, it's, it's just a much easier path to follow. Yes. It's going to be uncomfortable as you're moving through these things, but at the end of the day, you're going to be such a, a more happier version of yourself than you've ever imagined. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, waking up every morning with, uh, with like, and not drinking like before and not going out late. I felt the most amazing I've like ever felt. And I was just like, why why do I want to go back to why that? was I doing this yeah why was I doing this oh, now I can you know things are so mm-hmm. much better <laughs> yeah and I I find that too I actually find that a lot of people have more energy as they go through this process um because all that energy that you were spending running and hiding and just doing stuff that was not right and then having to sit in that misery and convince yourself that it's okay and it's fine and it's not that bad and whatever, like all that energy just gets to shift into like joy. And it is like bananas to watch. Like, so if people hear nothing, I hope that they hear like, it's a lot less work. 
and you're literally going to have more energy to do more stuff that you love, which is like, hello, the whole point of existence, like do things you love. Yes. That's it. That's the point. It is. Yeah, you're right. It takes up so much space in your time and all your energy to be something you're not than just to be who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're creating more space, more space for new, more space for dreams to come in, more space for to be the version of you who you want to be. You're allowing that to come in. So yeah, that's that's really, really yeah, helpful. So for people that are like, oh, if I think they may be talking about me. <laughs> How, how do they start? I get this question a lot. How do they do it? How do they start making decisions that are more in alignment with them? Obviously your framework, but once people are aware and they're like, okay, this is really not for me. Like I'm being honest about that. How do people go about like making that decision? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that you need to change the external to see the results you need to change the internal world first. So now you've become aware, obviously, of the version you want to be. So now you've got to step into the identity of that version of you that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So it's all good saying, I want to um, meditate more and I want to eat better and I want to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you, mm-hmm. so you change these things on the external world. But if you don't at your yeah. core level identify with that version of you, it's going to last a week you're not going to stick to it. You're not like, it's just going to go out the window. So it's about deciding what kind of things you want to do, but also embodying that version of yourself. So asking yourself, how would the meditating, clean eating, joyful version of me, what would they do today? And asking yourself that every single morning and being like, oh, they would meditate. Okay, let me go meditate. Yeah. And as you start to identify and embody that version of you, the external world just naturally changes for you and it becomes second nature and you start to evolve more into this version of who you want to be. Yeah. And, and I think identifying is the thing that you want. So like saying I'm a CEO, well, you run a business, you're a CEO, or like, I can't tell you how many people I know who run and they're like, but I'm not a runner. And I'm like, you literally run (laughs) like you're a runner. And it's like, people will do these things and you're right. They won't identify with them. And I think that's probably a limiting belief. Like real runners compete. Real runners have programs, real, real, I don't know, musicians like play in an orchestra or whatever, like, but real musicians also like play around on the guitar every once in a while or take like guitar lessons or real CEOs run a business, um, real, like crunchy granola people meditate and like eat vegan and like whatever and like you know sun their sun their butt like whatever people do um but if you're doing the action without identifying as someone who does it you're right it it just creates friction because your brain's like why am I doing this if I'm not this person Mm, absolutely with identity comes values comes beliefs comes attitude comes behavior so when you identify it's natural that you fall into that version of yourself that you identify as so yeah so that's what happens that's why when someone's like well I'm not a runner but I run it's that they don't have the values or the they're not thinking as a runner so Mm -hmm. they don't see themselves as a runner when you start thinking as being a successful CEO you are a successful CEO it's just how it is you have those beliefs you just yeah just embody that version It's, it's like crazy how powerful those beliefs are because like once people, and, and I'm sure that you see it too, like once people integrate that belief, their entire like 
their body position changes. Like it is crazy to watch. It's crazy. Like I had a client. Oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, yeah, it's absolutely amazing to witness. Yeah. It's like, cause literally their body shifts. Like I had a client yesterday who I said, um, you know, I think you hold yourself back from things that you really want. Like, I think that's a pattern. And they were like, damn. <laughs> okay. And I was like, it's a thing that you do. And they were like, how did you know that? And I didn't know how to explain it other than to say, like, when, when they talked about things that they wanted, their body shifted. They like did this really minuscule shift. And I was like, oh, they keep themselves from doing it because they're afraid. And I was, and I was like, I can't explain how I know that. I'm like, I've just done this enough and seen it enough that like, I know that that's something that you're experiencing because your body shifted. And they were like, well, (laughs) I was like, it's a thing that you do, but like people don't realize. And again, that's why I love that you do the mind and body connection because you can really work from either door, you know, like both doors lead to the same room. So sometimes like it's helpful for people to enter through the body. And sometimes it's helpful for people to enter through the mind, but we do want to integrate both because it, people's like posture shifts, the way that they carry themselves shifts, like, you know, for Reiki specifically, like people will heal like, like mobility limitations, like crazy shit. It is. I know it's all, yeah, it's all about releasing that energy. And you're right. It's so nice to witness your client shift and you can see their energies change. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting to see that. Like now you're just more confident in what you're speaking about is there's no desperation there. It's Mm. no hesitation. You're so in alignment with what you want and you can see that. And I love how you're saying to put the two together, you can enter through your mind and journal and ponder and you can use your body and be like, oh, why am I feeling like this? Why do I have this emotion? where's it taking me oh I've got this limiting belief and then processing them together is such a powerful way to go about it so good it's so good I just love everything that you're saying 100% (laughs) so how do you how do people find you how do they work with you um Amazing. Yes. So if someone wanted to work with me, I do have a one-on-one mentorship, which is 10 weeks of just you and I working together on anything and everything. It's very intuitively guided to what you need. So it's not like a standardized thing because I very much use my intuition a lot in the sessions to guide us to what is actually blocking you and then help you remove them. Um, I also do Reiki sessions, so I don't always combine the two. It's up to you. So you can book separate Reiki sessions for me. And then I've got an incredible group program, which you mentioned, the Serene CEO, which is obviously helping women worldwide master their mindset and their energy so that they can have an incredible business without the overwhelm and doing more because it's such a huge conditioning that we have. Right. And it's really, I find that when people do less, it's um, like, if you've read Essentialism, it's like do less, but better. And now with like, you know, the, again, the internet, like you can automate so much, you can delegate, like I have a virtual assistant that costs me like 300 bucks a month. And the amount of stuff she takes off my plate, I'm like, I am obsessed with you. <laughs> like we don't have to do it all by ourselves either. And I think creating systems and like delegating things is so much more affordable than, than a lot of people think. And that, that creates space too. So that helps. So what's your what's your podcast name? And then where do people find you? So my podcast is called the Serene CEO and so you see a whole, a whole train going on there. Love it. Um, 
And then people can connect with me on Instagram. It's at Ashley Camilla or on Facebook. My name is Ashley Harrison on Facebook. Um, or I have a group there called Serene CEOs. So everything, of course, is all, you know, targeted to helping you work smarter, not harder, reduce the burnout, all of that beautiful stuff. So, yeah, it depends yeah. to lots of teachers and trainings in all of those um, spaces, Instagram and Facebook are my main and podcast. So can connect mm-hmm. me with whatever suits them best. I love that. So if you wanted to leave our people with like, if they forget everything that we just talked about, which I hope they don't, because it was amazing. What do you want people to remember? I think the one thing I would actually, uh, well, one takeaway that I want you to take is ask yourself where you aren't being honest. Because that will reveal where you, where something, where you need to change. So it's so easy to wear those rose-colored glasses. And I know I wore them for a long time, especially in mm-hmm. relationship. And they got cracked horribly. And then I was like, okay. Then we got, I realized, got a, Yeah, I was like, oh, I realized I've got a pattern of low self-worth and I'm attracting this like repeated pattern of right. you know, not being good enough for my partners and them showing it back to me. So I was like, so then it was like, right. okay, yeah, where do I need to be more honest with myself? Mm-hmm. And I think that is where everything will shift for you because when you can be honest with yourself you know what your next step is yeah oh I love that radical honesty creates authenticity and comes from awareness (gasps) yes yes oh my god amazing okay dude thank you so much like love this love this (laughs) only a pleasure thank you so much for having me on amanda i loved our chat today and i'm sure the audience will love it just as much i hope so they better or else (laughs) okay friends go ask yourself where you're not being honest and then do something about it yes (laughs) oh my god thank you you're so good